na 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 Oh, your presence, Lord Your presence, Lord Listen Listen, listen, for the Lord will have mercy on Jacob and he will choose Israel. The Lord will have mercy on Jacob. The Lord will have mercy on that supplanter. The Lord will have mercy on that old nature. The Lord will have mercy on all the sins and the iniquities in this country. But I will still choose Israel. And I have changed the name of Jacob to Israel. For I have changed as you bring your heart to me, said God, America. As you bring your heart to me, said God, America. I'm changing your name. I'm changing you from the supplanter to Israel. I'm changing you from a cheater and a deceiver to fighter of God. To fighter of God. You shall fight for me, America. You shall fight for me. You shall fight for me. You shall fight for me. You shall fight for me, said God. No more wanting to do things your way. You've wrestled with me, and I've heard the cry of the Spirit of God within each and every one of my people, each and every one of my children, each and every one of my sons, and each and every one of my daughters, each and every one of my intercessors, each and every one of my beloved church. I have heard your cries, and I'm changing you. And I'm changing you. 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 I'm anointing your eyes to see in the spirit realm where my spirit is in your brother and where my spirit is in your sister. Listen. I will settle you in your own land, in your own realm of influence, and strangers will be joined with you, and they will cling to the house of Jacob, who is now the house of Israel. Hallelujah, there is a spirit of repentance in this place. So right now, I just need you to either run to the altar, if that's where you're comfortable, or right in your seat. But I need us to just cry out to God this morning. I need us to just acknowledge that prophetic word because he's changing us. He, that word was for the nations, but it was also for us, every individual. So I need you right now to just focus, 
focus in on Jesus, however that is for you. If it's here at the altar, come on, run down here and just kneel. If it's in your seat, that's fine. But I need us to allow him this morning, just like the prophetic word said, to change us, to anoint our eyes to see. In the name of Jesus, come on, let's just begin to cry out. Pray in tongues, pray in English, but just begin to talk to God this morning. Come on, let me hear you crying out to God this morning. Jesus, Jesus, we need you. We need change. We need change. We need change. We need to be different. We need to not reflect what the world is. We need to be the church. In Jesus' name, God, just break down the stony hearts. Break us down, God. Break down the harshness. Break down the self-rejection and all the spirits of hell on assignment. God, we break them. We break them. We break them in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you this morning that you're granting us a gift of repentance. Don't let us take it for granted, God. Let us reach up and grab a hold of it, Jesus. Oh, God, melt hearts this morning. Melt our hearts. God, whether we're watching by live stream or whether we're here in this building, melt our hearts, God. Make us pliable. Make us soft. Make us those you can work with and mold and shape. God, heal. Heal hurts. Heal hurts and wounds. God, take away the stony stuff. Take away the fleshly stuff. Make us, God, into what you want us to be this morning. God, I pull on the Spirit of God this morning. Holy Ghost, fill us up. Fill us up. Fill us up, Holy Spirit of God. I drive out every demon of hell that would try to speak to our minds. I bind our minds to the mind of Christ. I drive out all the lie-based thinking. I drive out all the influences of hell. And right now, God, we just bind our hearts to you. We bind our minds to you, Jesus. We bind our will to you this morning, Jesus. Come on, pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray as if your life depended on it this morning. God, this is between you and every individual. This is between you and every person, God. In the name of Jesus, you see. You see our hearts. You see what we don't see. Give us, give us eyes of understanding. Give us eyes to see what you are doing, God. In 
the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, God, right now, we forgive. Just begin to forgive, forgive, forgive whoever you gotta forgive. Father, we forgive this morning. We forgive this morning, God. In the name of Jesus. Change us. Change us, oh God. Change us this morning. Don't let us leave this place. Don't let us leave our seat if we're watching by live stream. Don't let us leave any area we're in unless we're changed this morning, God. God, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, forgive the words of our mouths, God. Forgive our judgmentalness. Forgive our criticalness. In the name of Jesus, 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 Jesus. If you're in this place today, if you're watching even by live stream, and you do not know Jesus, he's not in your heart alive and touching your life and making a difference then right now I just invite you to let him in let him in let him in right now we're going to pray and you can invite him in or maybe you just need to rededicate your life maybe you've been overwhelmed by life and you just need a fresh touch I want you to just lift your hands whether you're sitting in live stream watching or whether you're in the building here, just lift your hands and just pray with me. Say, Jesus, I acknowledge that I don't want what the world has to offer. I want you, Jesus. I invite you to come in and live in me in my life be big show up show off use me i'm willing i'm not perfect i'm willing so jesus thank you that you died but you rose again for me and lord i invite you to take over and be my lord Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, give him a praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Let's just pray right now. As we pray for the lost, as we pray for our families, but there is a baby. His name's Fisher. And it's our dad, Dr. Kenneth Tracy. It's his great-grandson. And he's way underneath his rate of, of weight. He's not 
eating and sustaining. And so the devil is a lie. And he was eating good and they were feeding him by tubes, but now he lost more weight. So we're going to pray this morning for Fisher because I believe there's a call on Fisher's life. So, Father, this morning, we lift up to you every person that needs a healing touch. Every person, God. I pray right now in the name of Jesus for you to just touch right now wherever they're at. God, I don't care if they're in live stream in the building. Touch them and heal their bodies this morning. Sickness and infirmity and disease must bow to the name of Jesus the blood of Jesus the blood of Jesus to every sickness infirmity and disease the blood of Jesus and right now God we just thank you that you are reaching out into that incubator and you are touching Fisher right now God I don't care what the doctors say I don't care what the report is God, you said you brought him into the world for purpose, for plan, for destiny. So, God, I thank you that Fisher is absorbing the nutrients, that Fisher is eating and sustaining. I thank you, God, this morning that Fisher, God, is going to thrive and survive in the name of Jesus. I thank you this morning, God, that you're healing our bishop. I thank you this morning, God, that he's getting stronger day by day by day. And Father, I thank you even now for our spiritual parents. I thank you for mom and dad. I thank you that you're touching her, that you're touching dad. You're healing those intestines right now. You're healing him, God. You're healing dad. You're making it so that, God, he is functioning exactly as you intended him to. God, in Jesus' name, I thank you this morning that as we pray for every person that is lost, that even now we're marking every one of them for the kingdom of God. And they're coming in. They're coming in. They're coming in. In the name of Jesus. And God, we give you praise, praise, praise for what you're doing, for what you will do, and for what you've already done, God, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Come on, give him a shout of praise today. Darkness covered the waters. And I say that even though darkness is covering the land, I am raising up a great light. For have I not declared to you that you shall let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify my name. So I call to you to be a light in this darkness. I call to you to grow up, to step out of your comfort zones, to listen to the voice of my spirit when I prompt you to go to this person, to give to that, 
to do this, to do that. Do not question whether this is my leading because I am leading you into a new season and a new time. And even as you are going into unparalleled time and unprecedented times, look for my open doors. Look for my opportunities to share my love and goodness. Look for my opportunities to give and to sow and to bless. Do not question that which I lead you into. Simply go by obedience. For truly darkness may cover this earth, but I am raising up a standard that the gates of hell will not prevail against. And you are that standard. You are that standard. You are that standard in your circle, in your sphere, in your atmosphere. And your circle, your sphere, and your atmosphere will ripple out, will ripple out. And the ripples will gather together and they will become the new waters, the new waters of my moving. The move water, new, the new waters of my spirit as I flow, as I flow through this earth. So do not look upon the darkness, but be the light that I have called you to do and to be. Thus says the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on. Look at that. Look at that. Let's sing this again. Come on. Lift your hands. Spirit, you are welcome. Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere. Your glory, your glory, God, is what our hearts long for to be overcome by your presence. Sing it to him by your presence. Come on, say, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, you are welcome. Come flood this place. Come flood this place and fill. Come on, your glory, your glory. To be overcome, to be. Holy Spirit, hallelujah. Come flood this place. Come flood this place and fill your glory, Lord. Your glory. God is what I to be overcome. To be overcome by your presence, Lord. Your presence, your presence, Lord. Your presence, your presence, Lord. 
your presence, your presence, Lord. One more time, your presence, your presence, Lord. Your presence, Lord. Oh, let us become more aware of Your presence. Come on, sing it, church. Come on. Let us experience the glory of Your goodness. Let us become more aware of your presence, of your, let us experience, let us experience the glory. Oh, let us become, let us become more of your presence, Father. Oh, let us experience the glory. Let us look. Just as the prophetic word said, God, let us look, not at the darkness, but at what you are doing, at your light, your light through us. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, he's filling you up right now. That Holy Ghost is permeating every part of your being right now. Come on, just begin to say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you. say thank you Jesus thank you Jesus amen how many of you are so thankful to Jesus glory to God prophetic word lines up with what we're going to preach today. Amen? Put your hand over your eyes this morning. Say, Lord, open my eyes of understanding. In Jesus' name, let me see. I need to see. Let me look and not see what the world wants me to see. But let me see. I'm looking. 
at what you want me to see. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I bring greetings from Bishop. Look at your neighbor say he's getting there. Amen. He's going to be 100% shortly. We're just... Uh, how many of you know we got to be patient? Amen. Cheryl's working on that. Hallelujah. But we got 2020 vision this morning, the eyes of our understanding. And that's what we want to talk to you about this morning. And I say we because he had this, he wanted to really be here. He got all dressed and then just wasn't cutting it. So that's okay because he gave me all his notes. So you might be here a couple hours. No, I'm just kidding. Praise the Lord. But, you know, Reverend David Brunel, right alongside of this, gave me this as I was coming to the pulpit. He said, God said, if you want peace, if you want peace in this next season, in this next hour, he says, you got to spend time with me. He says, that's where your peace is. Man, that's right on. That's where you're going to see with eyes to see when we spend that time with him. Put your eyes over, hands over your eyes again. Say, give me eyes of understanding 2020. That's right. How many of you love it? One day when we're with the Lord and we don't wear glasses or contacts or none of that anymore. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Did you hear that prophetic word several times this morning with Reverend Karen, with uh, Dr. Simon? Look, anointing for eyes to understand. I listen for stuff. How many of you listen? Don't be telling that light. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. But that's what we're looking at this morning. You know, Elisha was saying goodbye. I mean, Elijah was saying goodbye to Elisha. And he said to him in 2 Kings, look up. Look up and you'll get a double portion. How many of you want a double portion this morning? Come on, lift your hands, but look up. Father, we want that double portion. We don't want just a little bit. We want it all. We're looking up. Look up. Children, if you're here, you can look up and walk out the door here. <laughs> all the children, you get to go hear about Jesus on a whole nother level. Young people, if young people are here this morning, go quick. Amen. Let's look at Ephesians 1, 15 to 19. Because this right here is the whole foundation for living. Say living. 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 Not just kind of passing through. <laughs> living in the unseen realm. 
How many of you can't tolerate it sometimes when you can't see? Ever been driving in a snowstorm or a rainstorm and you're starting to get panicky and you're frustrated because you can't see? He says, I'm about to give you eyes for understanding, but you got to live in the spirit realm. Look at this. For this reason, ever since I heard about your trust in the Lord Yeshua and your love for all God's people, I have not stopped giving thanks for you. In my prayers, I keep asking the God of our Lord Yeshua, the Messiah, the glorious Father, to give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation. See, eyes of understanding, wisdom, and revelation, so you will have full knowledge of him. And look at this. I pray he will give light to the eyes of your hearts so that you'll understand the hope to which he has called you, what rich glories there are in the inheritance he has promised his people and how surpassingly great is his power working in us who trust him. It works with the same mighty strength he used. Giving us light to our eyes. What's the light? Wisdom, understanding, revelation. Stop depending on your natural eyesight. Hello? Stop looking with your natural eyes. It's time to walk and live in that spirit realm. Spirit realm. So when you meet up with people, you're not judging, you're not criticizing. You're just saying, okay, Jesus, show me. Hello? We've been given... Ever since you got saved, ever since you, you took Jesus into your heart, you were given a third eye. Look at your neighbor and say, you got a third eye. We got a third eye. He's given us a third eye of the Spirit to see, understanding, because how many of you have found everything isn't as it seems? <laughs> Hello. How many of you have met up with people and you go, uh-uh, they ain't all what they're cracked up to be? We've got to start looking with that spirit eye. Put your hands over your eyes. Let me see, Jesus. With eyes of understanding. See, every time you're going to be at work, every time you're at home, every time you're up against something, put your hand over your eyes and say, okay, I am not looking at this in the natural. Let me see, Holy Spirit, with eyes of understanding. Because the temptation is we get stuck in the natural. We get stuck in the physical realm. And we get so attached to the earth. We get so attached to what's going on in the natural around us that that spirit eye gets shut down. <laughs> and he's screaming and from inside is, let me see! Let me see! Wait 
tell you. And we're just stuck. Look at your neighbor say, get unstuck. Right? Look with me at Colossians 3, 2. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. Set your mind, set your eyes, get your third eye on things above. Look at Ephesians 6, 12, too. We're not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers, authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in the dark world, against evil spirits in heavenly places. That's all in the unseen. Do you see why you have to live in the unseen realm? Because you can't see in the natural what's going on in the spirit realm. There's a whole lot of junk going on. How many of you right now, if you ever could see into that other realm, you'd probably freak out? But we're supposed to live there. Hello. Because we're supposed to be warring. Well, Dr. Cheryl, you know, according to you, everything's a, a battle, a fight. Well, just about everything. Just about everything. It's not a tiptoe through the tulips because you come to Christ. Hello? How many of you remember Tiny Tim back in the 60s? There is no tiptoe on tulips. I just love it when people say, if you come to Jesus, man, everything, no. Everything gets really shaken up. Everything that can possibly be shaken gets shook. Because you're in a war. You know, there is a difference when you're living in that supernatural, there is a difference between a prophet and someone who prophesies. We have to understand that every one of us can prophesy. Hello? Don't be looking at your neighbor going, well, maybe you can. I don't do that kind of stuff. Look at with look at I'm not telling you no story. 1 Corinthians 14:31. In this way all who's all? It's not excluding you and the neighbors around you are good to go. All who prophesy will have a turn to speak one after the other so that everyone everyone who's everyone? Do you know what everyone translates in the Greek, everyone. <laughs> Look at you all going, okay, what? Everyone. That's all. That's every human being breathing. Everyone. Why do we need to prophesy? To learn and to be encouraged. You all have something in your mouth to say to somebody to encourage them. And when we're living in the spirit realm, when we are engaged in that warfare against the powers of darkness, the Holy Spirit is right there to give you an encouraging word, 
to give you something to say to somebody. Why do you think the enemy works so hard to get us to argue with one another? Why do you think the enemy loves to bring dissension and strife? Because he knows that the opposite of his work is encouragement. Blessing somebody. Are you getting this this morning? You know, when Elijah was with the servant and the servant said, we're surrounded by the enemy. There's more of them than there are of us. Right? Second Kings, hello? And what did Elijah do? Look up. Look up. He says, there's more for us than against us. Now, the other guy was looking with what? Natural eyes. Natural eyes. He was stuck. Stuck in the natural. No. The prophet said, mm, look, there's more for us. Look again. More for us. Saints, look again. There's more for you than against you. You're not defeated. I don't care what the circumstance is. There's more for you than against you. When you walk in the spirit, when you walk with eyes of understanding, when you cover your natural eyes and say, nope, God, what's going on? You show me. There's more for you than against you. We got to encourage one another. Because he says we can all see. We can all prophesy. Look at your neighbor. Just say something encouraging to him. Go ahead. Say something encouraging. Whatever the Lord brings to your mind, say it. Look at y'all looking at me like, what? what? Huh? Say it. Say in the spirit what the Lord wants you to say. Encourage. Yeah, I love it. Look at there's some hugs going on and people smiling. Are you getting it? I loved it the other day. Brother Alfonso and Sister Kim were at the coffee shop. How do I know that? Good old Facebook. But he got the Holy Ghost revelation to go to the coffee shop I said awesome I'm going to the coffee shop <laughs> see we don't even know when we've encouraged somebody do we how many of you are going to go to lunch after church or go home and eat lunch be encouraged I'm not going to keep you forever. Hallelujah. Thus saith the Lord. See, the key here is we can all do this, can't we? But the reason, the reason that eyes 
are not wide open is by reason of use. Do we make ourselves available? Do we say, use me, Lord, I'll encourage. Use me, I'll say something good. Use me, Lord, I'll, I'll go do whatever you show me. Use me, Lord, let me see. You know, if somebody told you how exciting it was to jump off a cliff into a body of water, you'd be going, yeah, right. But if you were into that, and you went to the edge of the cliff, and you started to see this was doable, and you began to see, guess what you'd be more prompt to do? Jump. When you see... And you can go and encourage somebody and you see that this could be a blessing to them. You're more prone to go do. Hello. But we just got to say, Lord, let me see. Let me use my spiritual eyes. Let me use them. Look at Hebrews chapter 5, verse 12 to 14. There has been enough time for you to be teachers, yet you still need someone to teach you the first lessons of God's message. Uh-oh. Instead of eating solid food, you still have to drink milk. Anyone who has to drink milk is still a child without any experience in the matter of right and wrong. Solid food, on the other hand, is for adults who through practice are able to distinguish between good and evil. Who through practice, who through practice, who through practice, who have made themselves available, who say for reason of use, I'm going to open these eyes. Who, Lord, open my eyes. Because I want to be available and I want to do this thing. And I want to, by practice, through practice, I want to no longer be on milk. Hello? How many of you are a little tired of milk? I want some meat. Well, vegetables, whatever. How many of you hear me? I want to put my teeth into something. I want to be used for kingdom. I want to be used wherever I go. And so much of the body of Christ is still okay with, praise the Lord, sing a few songs, come and get a nice little tickling word, go home, do your thing. No. No. Come into the house of the Lord, get fired up, get charged up, get pushed, get pushed, get prodded. Put your hands over your eyes. Say, Lord. Open my eyes of understanding. You better look out. He's going to do it. You're going to have those little silent arguments with Jesus at the bank, at the store, wherever you go. I don't want to say that. Say it. I don't feel, I feel stupid. Say it. Right? Isn't that what goes on? Lord, I'm tired. I don't care. Go ahead, ask God if he cares that you're tired. 
It's got to be curious. Oh, you have a headache. How many of you hear me? Open our eyes. Now listen, how do you learn? See, what is he talking about there? Milk? How about some meat? If you're mature, then you're doing it. See, what's he talking about? What makes you motivated? Say desire. Desire. How many times do you hear people say, well, I have no desire to go do thus and such. I mean, that's your thing. I have no desire. Uh, Dr. Rose and Pastor Holger, they went ziplining. And when they came home, yeah. And when they came home, they were, she was telling me all about it. And I said, I said, I have no desire to go ziplining. I love my feet on the ground. But how many of you hear what I'm saying? You got to have desire. Listen, I even looked up. What desire means, it means wanting, wishing for. <laughs> wishing for. I just told on you two in your zip lining excursion. <laughs> Look at, I just told on you, Dr. Rose and Dr. Holger, your zip lining excursion. But how many of you hear what I'm saying? Wanting, wishing for. The only thing I ever wished for as a kid growing up in my teens and even into my 20s is every time I'd go to dance somewhere in the ballet, I'd say, Lord, I wish you would have given me eight-foot-long legs. I wished for long legs because everybody I danced with had these long legs and I had these little stubs. How many of you have ever wanted or wished for something? That's the way you got to be about spiritual gifts. Desire, desire, desire. God wants you to desire the things of the Spirit. Say, I desire the things of the Spirit. He wants you to. Desire is a lot of times what is totally overlooked when we're talking about spiritual things. We think everybody desires it and everybody don't. But everybody should. When you are on fire, you've got the Holy Ghost, you're charged up and you're like fire to take off and you got Jesus in your heart. You desire to go tell somebody about the gospel. But when you just think, okay, I said the prayer, I'm good. That is nothing. Like I always say, do you just want fire insurance? Because that don't work. When you get saved and you invite Jesus in, we can't contain you. That's what's so cool about newly saved Christians. They're just, okay, every, and everybody's going, okay, they'll calm down. I pray they never calm down. 
I pray that we get so crazy about Jesus that we just go up to people and we say, you better come to Christ. We're just calm. Let's, let's stop being so calm. Look at 1 Corinthians 14.1. It is love, then, that you should strive for. Set your heart on spiritual gifts, especially the gift of proclaiming God's message. Now, what's important right there? Two things. Love and spiritual gifts. Love and spiritual gifts. Pursue love and seek spiritual things. Love and spiritual gifts. Are we seeking to love? Are we seeking to love no matter what? Not just love when we want to love, but love. God, let me seek loving today. Let me seek being and walking in the Spirit. See, we go after all kinds of stuff. But he says right here in 1 Corinthians 14, 1, seek love and the gifts of the Spirit are spiritual things. The other thing that's important is Psalm 46, 10. Look at this. Now we're talking about getting eyes of understanding and living in the spirit realm. Stop fighting, he says, and know I'm God. Supreme among the nations, supreme over the world. Now, that's the Hebrew. Stop fighting. In other words, just calm down and be still. How many of you have ever trying to talk to somebody and finally you just look at them and you go, be still? And that's another way of saying, shut up. Right? God is just a lot more polite. His word says, be still. Calm down. Stop being argumentative. Stop fighting over doctrines. Stop fighting over religious junk. Stop fighting over religiosity. Stop fighting over all this junk that divides us in the kingdom. Be still. And what he's saying is just be. Just be in my presence. Remember what? I told you when we started what Reverend David Brunel said, just you want peace? Sit in my presence. When you start to feel like you got to get into it with somebody about stuff, just go, I got to go get away with God for a minute. I'm just going to go be. I'm going to go be, and I'm just going to listen, and I'm going to have him give me eyes of understanding, and I'm just going to seek love. Because right now I just want to kill. Are you getting this? He says, just be and seek love and spirituality. Stay in the spirit. And look at what happens when you do this. He opens your eyes. God spoke to me. He says, when that spirit of God comes alive in you, your hearts are revived to see. When I just spend that time in his presence and I give him all the junk 
everything that's on my mind. And then all of a sudden I begin to see why, because I have positioned myself. This morning, we positioned ourselves. Some of you are at the altar. Some of you are in your seat. Some of you are on the floor. And you are just positioned. If we'll just position ourselves, he'll get rid of our wrong thinking. He'll get rid of the blockages and the hindrances and all the junk. And we'll just be. And isn't it amazing when we come up, we love. I just love that. We love and we're in the spirit. You know, every one of us can and must have spiritual eyes. At some point in your walk, you got to say, okay, God, I'm available. So talk through me, to me, whatever. How many of y'all would say, yeah, that's what I do? That's awesome. So, perfect example. This was a lot of years ago, but we were in our church in Indiana. We had a church in Terre Haute at the time. And since then, um, that pastor, she's moved to Korea. But at that time, we were in Terre Haute at their church. And it was a Sunday morning service, and Bishop and I were preaching. And... uh, you know, I, I just felt like I had a prophetic word for this person. So as I was standing there waiting for Bishop to give me the go-ahead, um, the Lord said, Spit, you know, I want you to say whatever to this person. And I said, okay, but what's the whatever? And I'm talking to God. And he goes, you'll know when you open your mouth. I want to know now. Thank you. Just open your mouth. Lord. Hallelujah. And I start to sweat. (laughs) What if I don't know what I'm saying? And I'm having all this going on while Bishop's finishing up whatever he's doing. (laughs) And And the Lord said, just open your mouth. I'll give it to you. Okay. Okay. Here I am, Lord. I'm going to be still and use me. This gentleman gets up, he's about 20, 20 years old. I said, I, I just see you in a boxing ring. And you have on these red and black satin boxer shorts. And you have these matching red and black gloves. And man, you are pounding. And I'm going on and on and on. And I said, and you have some medals on your belt. So we get all done, and he's just, all of a sudden, I look at him, and like nothing is happening. I thought, oh, my Jesus. See how we come out of the spirit, and now we're back in this natural. And the Lord said, stop it right now. Okay. So all of a sudden, the young man lifts his hands in the air and starts screaming, crying. And here I am going, thank you, Jesus. And the Lord says, you're thanking me because you think you did the right thing. Thank me because he has been touched. Yes, amen. All this is going on, right? So afterward, he comes up to me. And he says, Dr. Shirley goes, you could never have known this. 
I said, what? He said, I am a boxer. He said, and I have red and black satin boxing shorts. And I have the gloves that go with it. I said, well, praise the Lord. He said, and the medals, I am right now in the process of training to win the next level of whatever they do. I don't know. And I just stood there. I said, wow, that's awesome. He said, and the battle has been because I want to serve God so bad, I just want to make sure I'm doing the right thing. I said, so, I said, well, from everything I was receiving, keep swinging. <laughs> How many of you hear what I'm saying? Now, if I would have just stayed in my flesh, he'd have never gotten that word. People, we need one another. People out there need you. They need you to encourage, to say something into their situation, into their lives. They need you to say, I'm available. There's more for me than against me. I'm looking at this with fresh eyes. Are you getting it? God's not looking for perfect vessels. He's just looking for a willing vessel. Hello? God spoke to me this too. He said, tell them quantity is not the importance. Quality is important. Quantity, see, again, get out of that natural. We think more is better. That's dysfunctional. More is better. No, quality. If you got five minutes in the morning, sit down, pray in tongues, and take two minutes and listen. Hello? Quality. Look at your neighbor and say, quality. Quality. Being available. Say, yes, Lord. I'll do it. We got to pull away from all the distraction and let the Holy Ghost move. Pull away from the distractions. Let the Holy Ghost take over. See, I don't know what distracts you. I know what distracts me. So that means we should all be about taking the distractions out of our own lives. Pulling the beams out of our own eyes. Because we're always doing this. And God's going... No, do this. Hello? Look and see what God wants to do in you and through you. And just think if we all did that, he could get in there and fix all of us. And there would be no dissension, no strife, because we would be following the word. Go after love. Go after love. Go after being in the spirit. 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 1 to 10. We're not going to read that whole thing, but it is a familiar passage of Scripture. It is the Scripture about Samuel and Eli. Are you with me? 
If you, in your prayer time, read it, because it is familiar in that three times they're asleep. And Samuel hears, son, wake up. And Samuel goes into Eli and thinks it's Eli calling him. But it's not. And it's Eli that realizes finally the third time that it's God. Now, the thing that hit me about that is Eli was a prophet, correct? He should have got it on the first time. His eyes should have been opened. What was going on? And God said, maybe, maybe Eli realized that if God was calling Samuel, maybe Eli's days were over. So he kept saying to Samuel, go lay down. Just go lay down. Go lie down. Saints, we got to realize our days are not over no matter what. That God wants to use every one of us. That God wanted to use Eli still in spite of himself. And he wanted to use Samuel too. That there's more than enough work to do in the kingdom. So we ain't in competition. Hello? We're not in competition in this thing. Everybody's ministry counts. Everybody's churches and ministries and whatever they're doing, it all counts because the kingdom is big. I get so aggravated when pastors go, they're trying to steal my sheep. They ain't yours. They ain't yours. They're God's. And quite frankly, if pastors and leaders would get off of their duffs and go, go get some souls, do you know that we could fill every church building in the nation? We wouldn't have enough room to fill every church building. We are not in competition. We're all on the same team. We're all going after the same thing. Souls. But when we get out of the spirit and we can't see with eyes to see, and all we do is become real comfortable with our three and no more, then we think everybody wants what we have. Not exactly. <laughs> Are you getting this? When we think our neighbors evangelizing the whole neighborhood, well, they don't need me. Yes, we do. We need everybody to evangelize the whole neighborhood and the community. We need to take over with kingdom principles and the gospel of Jesus Christ and watch the entire nation transformed. Remember what he said? There's more of us than there are of them. How are you getting this this morning? You just got to make room to hear God. You got to get your eyes open. Put your hands over your eyes. Open my eyes of understanding. 
you know, as Bishop and I were preparing, a lot of what I've said this morning, he said, and we were just sharing, and he said to me this. Do you remember, Cheryl, when I got my eyes opened to how many hurting people are in the body of Christ? He said, and that birthed the ministry for us, deliverance and inner healing. And I just sat and I thought, wow. And I'll never forget, he woke up one morning and he said to me, you got to write this down for me. He said, I, he had a dream or a vision. And he said, I had it a while ago. This was before we were even married, but it was after we were married we wrote, the de- wrote, wrote this down. He said, I saw myself standing at the top of a mountain. And he said, as I got to the top of the mountain, he goes, the winds were blowing. And he said, all of a sudden, and he got this before we were married. He says, all of a sudden, He said, this woman came up and stood next to me. I was a brunette first. And he said, and she had dark, long hair. And I did when we met. And he said, you you stood next to me. And he said, all of a sudden, there came an army of people coming up the back of the mountain. An army. And they were all standing all around. And he said, all I could see was the forces of evil trying to come against us. He says, but as I saw the forces of evil, he said, I just kept seeing all these people come and stand. And they had all been touched by the power of God. He said, it was like mountains of people. And he said, God birthed that they were all healed from being wounded and that that would be my ministry to the hurting the bound and the lost wow thank god that bishop said open my eyes of understanding lord how many of you have callings, birthings, ministries, stuff that God wants you to do, but you've got to get your eyes opened to see what your calling is, what your purpose is. Oh, but yeah, but look at me. So what? God used Bishop in me. God can use anything. Are you hearing me this morning? He wants us all. Say all. Say everyone. Say that translates everyone to go out and do and see. Put your hands over your eyes. Say, God, open my eyes of understanding. Let me see. Watch this clip. It's called I See Trees. I have great memories of this country when I was a kid, you know, and I used to come up here with my dad, and, and I want the boys to have the same memories. 
Actually, I mean, look around you, Roman. For God's sakes, this is this is this is beautiful country here. Take a good look. I'll tell you what I see when I look out there. If you want to know. Hey, yeah, I'm curious. I see the underdeveloped resources of northern Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Michigan. I see a syndicated development consortium exploiting over a billion and a half dollars in forest products. I see a paper mill, and if the strategic metals are there, a mining operation. A greenbelt between the condos on the lake and a waste management facility, focusing on the newest rage in toxic waste, medical refuse, infected bandages, body parts, IV tubing, contaminated glassware, entrails, syringes, fluid, blood, low-grade radioactive waste, all safely contained, sunken in the lake, and sealed for centuries. Now, I ask you, what do you see? I, I just see, uh, see trees. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many of you see? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you for what you have done this morning, God. Thank you that you are giving us eyes of understanding. Father, right now, put your hands over your eyes. And if you're at home watching, put your hands over your eyes. Father, right now, I pray over every eye. And I thank you for that third eye, that eye of the Spirit, to see, to see, to see, God. I thank you that we are becoming more sensitive and that we are seeing in the Spirit realm. Father, touch eyes this morning. Touch eyes of understanding. Just as you spoke in 1 Corinthians, I mean Ephesians, when we started out, you said that you would give us wisdom, revelation, and understanding. God, I decree Ephesians 1 over our eyes. And I thank you today that we have eyes to see, eyes of understanding, eyes that will press into love, eyes that will see and know and walk and live, live, live in the spirit realm. God, no longer will we look with eyes in the natural. We are going to walk in the spirit and live in the spirit. God, I thank you for that today. And I praise you in Jesus' name. Come on, give him a praise. You got some new eyes.